Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So then later he, t- he uh, cashed at me 20 bucks and it said, thanks for the who ride. So that's... Okay, what's a who ride? That's a new one on me. What's a who ride, Michael? <laughs> a who ride is... A car that when you ride down the street and everybody be like, who is that riding in that hoop? <laughs> oh, a hoopty. This is the plaintiff, Dominique Vinegar. He says the defendant is his older brother and owes him money because he used his car and ruined the engine. Now he needs a new one. Since the defendant refuses to pay, he's suing him here and now for the $1,899 worth of damage he caused. This is the defendant, Michael Vinegar Jr. He says the plaintiff's car is a hoopty, and the thing was about to break down any minute. Unfortunately, it did when he borrowed it one day. Turns out the plaintiff didn't put oil in it. That's why the engine blew. He's accused of making a brother mad. All parties, please use your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Ah, litigants have been sworn, my dear judge. Thank you, my dear Bailiff. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, Mr. Vinegar, you apparently rented your car out to your brother. Is that what happened? You rented it out to him? Yeah, so, okay. Originally, uh, when I first uh, bought my second car, there was a day where he needed to use the car, and so he called me, and he's like, what's up, bro? What's up with the who ride? <laughs> and so I'm like, what? I'm like, you know, I'm not a morning person. Because I'm like, what is a who ride, man? What are you talking about? So I just hung the phone up. I'm like, sleep. I don't know what's going on. So he comes upstairs like, hey, man, can I use the car? So I give him the key and, you know, he uses the car. So then later he t- he uh, cashed at me 20 bucks and it said, thanks for the who ride. So that's... Okay. What's a who ride? That's a new one on me. What's a who ride, Michael? <laughs> a who ride is... A car that when you ride down the street and everybody be like, who is that riding in that hoopty? <laughs> oh, a hoopty. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's a, so it's a you're all ride. kinds of judgy about what a hoopty the car is, but you don't even have a hoopty. You needed to borrow his hoopty, right? I'm just saying. I mean, you're a step below having a hoopty. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, Dom, what happens? He takes it and he has it for three days, and what happens? <laughs> 
So I wanted to let him use the car anyway. You know, our older our older brother passed uh, this year, and so you know we all been. Oh, I'm sorry to hear close. that. Yeah, we all just been pulling close yeah. to each other. You know what I mean? It's it, that's what I want to say. You know, this case isn't about us not loving each other or anything like that. But um, okay. so anyway. He had the car and he calls me like, hey man, you got some jumper cables? And I'm like, oh God, what? Uh, just just tell me it's not happening. I think he was uh he was he's a caterer. He, you know, he does real good with food and he had a client, so he was, you know, going back and forth. But then later on he told me, like, oh man, the car won't start. I think it's the alternator. And you know, I'm like, of course, you know, everybody always thinks it's the alternator. That's like the first thing I say that. And I know nothing about cars. Like, maybe it's the alternator. You know, you never know what's going on. <laughs> And so, um, what happened to the car, Michael? Tell me what happened to the car. <laughs> okay, so um, the night he let me borrow the car, I'm driving to uh, my client's house. This is this is why I, I took the hoop because pride is not an issue for me. I got to make my money, and my client live all the way in Blue Edge, and taking the Uber out there would be like forty dollars. So it's like either get him twenty for the hoop ride or pay forty dollars. And I'm like, I'm just gonna give him twenty dollars for the hoop ride. I, I got a, a few things accomplished in the who rat and it blew up, you know, but no, it's I just funny. It it's just it's just funny that you kind of demean the quality of the car when you don't even have a hoopty. So it's just funny I that mean, you're that I you're had, bragging on your I brother had, about that. What happened with the hoopty? Apparently the engine went bad, but we didn't know that. Uh when we when How I How did you uh, know? I, like what was it you heard or saw? To make you know, did you hear a loud noise? What was it? Like, how did you know this car isn't moving? I was getting out the highway and it shut in and it shut off, but then it started back up. And then I made it to my client's house. I delivered the food. And then when I got back in the car, it wouldn't start up. So my client gave me a jump. I made it around the corner. It stopped again. I called my brother and said it was messed up. Then I called my, uh, my mom and she came and gave me a jump and it stopped again. So we towed it. I paid for the tow to get it back towed to him. Did he ever tell you anything about putting oil in it? No, he did not say anything about oil. If he had said something about oil, I definitely would have put oil in it, even though it's not my responsibility to do that. But had he said that, I would have put oil in it. Dom, when you got the car back, did you ever take it to a mechanic to find out what was wrong with it or what? Yeah, so there's a guy, I, 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 there's, it's random. I met this guy on Facebook once um, to to work on a car. And um, like he, his slogan is like, I fix the things that the other Facebook mechanics mess up in your car. You know what I mean? So he was, he's a really good dude. And um, he charged the battery. And when we started it, it was just like, like, it just sounded like it was uh, like, maybe not. I shouldn't do the sound effects, but it was like, it sounded terrible. <laughs> it was like rocks or something was in it. And he's like, oh man. So he, he pulls the oil thing out and there's not any oil in the car. And I'm like, oh my God. I told this dude to put oil in it. So when we were at the gym, he calls me. He's like, hey, man, does the gas light work? I'm like, what do you mean does the gas light work? Of course the gas light works. Put gas in the car, man. What are you talking about? So I think that was originally the first time I mentioned that it needed oil. I was like, if it's, it needed oil change, too, you know, look at all the light, any light in there other than the engine light. You know, it's a used car. The engine light is always. But the oil light and the gas, yes, you need the gas and you need oil. I need an oil change in it. So why, why before, didn't you just, I, I have a question for you. It's your car. Why didn't you maintain your car? Like, why didn't you put oil in it if it needed oil? Not, that was just me. The, to be honest, I was driving it and I needed to get an oil change, but I had just got the other car. So it was like, uh, oh. I could just drive this new car and, you know, that'll be my spare car and I'll use it whenever I need to. So and I, according just, to you, oh Michael, God. he never told you about an oil change. Did not tell me about no oil at all. If he had told me about oil, I obviously would have put oil in it. I'm over here tying up uh, 
pipes underneath the car. I'm all underneath the car doing maintenance on the car. That's not my responsibility. So if you said something about the oil, I definitely would have did the oil. Okay, who's Pooh? Me. Who's Pooh? <laughs> my nickname. That's your nickname is Pooh, or that's just what your brother yeah. calls you? My family right. called me Pooh. They say you uh, feel like Winnie the Pooh. Okay, so Pooh, I see when he's <laughs> texting you, Brandon just checked the car. He said the engine's messed up. The engine, and then you've got this great, oh, no. And then you say, I'll go half with you. And then I guess that made him angry. He said, you said you'd get it fixed. I mean, come on, bro. You were only supposed to use it for one day. Remember, $20 for the Who ride? Then you keep it for four days. I mentioned that, well, you're definitely stretching that 20 And then it ends up messed up. You answer, bro, I drove the car two days. The third day it broke. You mean to tell me I broke the car in two days? It was working fine when I get everybody's lawyering up all of a sudden. Everybody's like, well, I'm just a renter. I don't need to. You two missed your calling. You both should have gone to law school. I'm just a renter. Why would I have to handle maintenance? And he's like, but you need to return it the same way you borrowed it. I don't get it. I'm only asking for the battery. If I was asking for half the engine repair, that would be way more money. I'm just asking for you to get a battery. So did you ever buy him a new battery? Oh, I gave him the money for the battery, and on top of that, I gave so I gave him twenty dollars for the who ride, and then I gave him sixty dollars when he would start complaining about this battery. And then he pays you for the battery, but you sue him anyway. And what are you suing him for here? <laughs> Keep going, just read the whole thing, man. Just read it all. Read it all, Judge Million. Let your logic shine right quick, please. Thank you very much. Well, Brandon said that he would put the engine in for about five hundred bucks. And so if I if I had to get a new engine. Shaking my head. Maybe you should have been a lawyer because maybe you'd understand who's liable when things like this happen. If it's not in the yeah. same condition, the borrower is liable. You can't loan a car without oil and leave it on the unsuspecting customer who asks specifically, what is wrong with this hoopty? You rented me a lemon. That's against the law, little bro. Oh, my gosh. You guys are too much. <laughs> Here's Michael. Here's Michael. I asked what's wrong with it. That's a blanket blank question that covers any and all issues. And you said nothing. Just be careful. So I was careful. All right, Dom, let me ask you a question. Do you have any proof at all that you that you told Michael, yes, you can borrow the car. Yes, you can rent the car, but you must put oil in it. Is there a text where you tell him that? No, I don't see it. That's why I'm no, there's no text. There's it was all verbal. I never, I never felt like I, yeah, you yeah. know, had to text him and say, you know, put oil in it. I told him, I told him multiple times to put oil in the car. I mentioned no, you it the first time I bought it at the gym. Oh, you mean some other prior time you told him that? Well, you if he didn't, then why wouldn't you know. have put oil in it? I wasn't driving it. it was, when he used it, he brought it back. I was driving my other car the whole time. I was never, he was only supposed to, the first time he used the car was to go to Jimmy. He brought it back that night. I don't think you care too way. much about this car. I don't think this car, like, hey, you don't hey, care hey, at hey. all about this car. What well, kind of car is this? It's a Toyota Avalon. Toyota Avalon, what year? It's a, I got a picture. 99. 99? Yeah, Old enough to vote. Okay. I'm gonna show you this picture. <laughs> but look, this is the thing. It was a used car, but the oh, we got it from a family mechanic, and he had just put this motor in the car. No, but you that's great. I mean? But then why aren't you acting? Why why aren't you acting like it's a valuable car yeah, if it's valuable? That. Like in other words, yeah, I see it. Well, yeah, uh, yeah it's still better than what you got. Honestly, don't be laughing so hard. All right, so oh, I like, got a new car. You know, yeah, if, I'm what, good. It, yeah, yeah, now you got a new shiny car. You need to loan it to him. <laughs> All right, listen to me. If if it's if it matters and you don't want it to die on you, then you put the oil in. Or you don't right. loan it out until the oil's in. 
Because well, what we have here is you say you told him about the oil. He says you didn't. You don't have any proof that you told him about the oil. So just from a legal standpoint, mm -hmm. while I'm sitting here, you're not going to win this case. But if the car, if, if you want the car to run, and it sounds like you do because you've actually filed a lawsuit over it, then maybe you should be putting oil in it because you're the guy who's responsible for maintenance for the car. He's the guy who's renting the car. I know he's your brother. But he's a guy who's renting the car. So I have no choice in this Thank case you. but to find in his favor. But let me tell you, because I know it's, it's all laughs and grins, but listen up, listen up, listen up. Obviously, you have a good relationship with your brother. I know you do. I, I, I can I tell that you guys brother. have a good relationship. I know, I know. But don't be smug about winning. Don't <laughs> nah, be nah, smug nah. about it, because he doesn't look wanted... too happy. He ends up having to eat whatever happened to it. But, you know, as I tell my children all the time, I have three daughters. And I tell them all the time, you are best friends cradle to grave. Mm. And that's, y'all are all you got, really. I mean, people, other people can come and go through your lives, but it's you two. And especially now after the death of your brother, which I'm really sorry about. So um, be nice and don't be smug. That's uh, what I'm telling you, Michael. <laughs> Good luck. Take care. Thanks, Dad. Thank you. So the defendant prevails in this case. Let's uh, let's talk to the plaintiff. Dom, did you tell your brother you were going to sue him, or did you just sue him out of the out of you know out of the blue? It was his idea. You just wanted a judge to tell you who was right in this situation. Is that what it was? Really, honestly, just to, just see who was right, just to see what the law said and what was the right thing to do. It's a very educational show. I love Judge Millian. <laughs> All right. Well, good enough. At least it's good to see you and your brother still on really great terms. Not just good terms, but great terms. Michael, you okay with... I'm sure you're happy, aren't you? You won the case. You won the argument, Hey, right? I told him I was going to win. I told him he had have a, he'd have a shot in the Pacific Ocean of making this putt go in. It was over. He could have <laughs> shot it at the ocean. Still, he could have threw the rock at the ocean and still missed the water. Okay, well... That'll bring this case to a close. Good enough. Congratulations, Michael. You're the winner here. Some tangled up analogies there by Michael uh, making the putt go in, throwing a rock and hitting the ocean with it. <laughs> but I got to tell you, I have been, I was a judge for 15 years on the bench, and I've waited and waited and waited, and not once has anyone said, Judge, let your logic shine. <laughs> <laughs> to you, I gotta say, that was uh, an interesting moment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but but hey, on this uh, the whole thing about the oil not being in the car and the engine seizing up and whatever happened, you know, the car I guess was trashed. Um, Michael already took it on the chin with twenty bucks for the rental. He paid for a battery, like fifty or seventy-five dollars, right? He mm -hmm. threw some money in for a battery, I think. He also paid to tow it. Yeah. So he's out, he's out a fair amount already, too. And he says, hey, I, I didn't know that the car had no oil in it. Right. Because you don't, you don't give somebody a car that has no oil. It's one thing to say, hey, it could use an oil change. But no oil in the car? That's yeah, that's someone who's not taking care of the car. Yeah, I think by exactly. then there's just the car he loans out to family members, maybe. <laughs> exactly. Okay, Maria wants to know this. Hey, Harvey. My husband left a hotel because it was infested with cockroaches and they didn't refund the whole amount of his bill. Is that legal? Well, look, I mean, if, there are, if there's an infestation, at the very least, you're entitled to something back. I would argue you're entitled to everything back because that is not a habitable hotel room if that's the case. I got to say, I take it to the mat and I would say to them, look, either pay me the whole thing back or I will see you in court. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case inside the courtroom. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. 
Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the plaintiff, Pamela. She says she rented a room in the defendant's trailer, then found out it was in a bad part of town, and she wants her money back. The defendant isn't even allowed to rent a room in her trailer, and she's suing her for the $850 she's owed. This is the defendant, Anna Ramirez. She says the plaintiff called her to tell her she couldn't rent the room because of some kind of personal problem. She's sorry, but she took the room off the market for the month and owes no refund. She's accused of not budging. All parties, please hit your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says she rented a room in the defendant's trailer and says it turns out this was in a very bad area of town, so she moved out and now can't get her money back. But the defendant says the plaintiff never moved in and tried to cancel her tenancy over the phone. She took the room off the market and owes nothing. It's the case of I ain't budget. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Ms. Pamela, so how was it that you found the room in Ms. Ramirez's trailer to rent? Was it advertised? Oh, it was a... it word of mouth? Yeah, advertised. Okay. Um, so you go over there, you take a look at it, and you liked it, and you ended up giving her how much money? $850. And $650 was for the rent, and the $200 was a third of the deposit. All right. And you did that on what day? Uh, 1028 of 20. Okay. So you had, at that time, you had every intention of renting the place. Is that correct? Correct. So what happened? What made you change your mind? Well, when I went over and paid that, I came back and talked to my roommate that I live with here now. Um, and she's just telling me it's just a bad area. There's nothing around. I'm not near the grocery stores. And then I explained to her the stove didn't work. And I didn't know that till that day. I thought the stove worked. So after I Did paid, you know that before or after you gave your money? After. And did she mention she was going to buy a new stove? Or what did she say she was going to do about the broken stove? I think she said she was going to replace it one day. Okay. All right. So go on. So I text her back, or, yeah, I text her, I think, and, or called her and said, um, I just changed my mind the same day. I changed my mind. Um, I, I'm not going to rent the room. And then she had texted me, well, you'll have to wait till my payday. I will pay you then. And then she changed her mind and said, nope, you're not getting it. I said, okay, so I'll get my lawyer. She says, okay, I'll talk to your lawyer. And then I said, well, I'm taking you to small claims court. She said, okay, I'll wait for the paperwork. But All right, so now, uh, in the meantime, right, I know it was the same day. In the meantime, you end up going to the management office of the trailer park, correct? Correct, because I, didn't, I couldn't read her last name. 
on the receipt of the uh, the money I gave her. I couldn't read the last name, so I had to have the last name for small claims court. So the only I'm way confused. To get Are you going to move in with someone whose name you didn't even know? That's correct. I know. Maybe you should get, know and do right. a little research <laughs> into the people. I mean, at a minimum on the Internet to see what, you know, like to, to know who you're moving in with. She could be a homicidal maniac or something. Not, I'm not saying you're a homicidal maniac. I'm just saying, yeah. you know. So know. you needed her last name, so you go to the management office. And what, what does the management office tell you? There was a lady there, and she, um, I gave her her first name. She goes, well, I can't give you any information because of the privacy law. If you have a deputy come out here, I can give it to him, and he can hand it to you. So that's what I did. And now, meanwhile, right. I had a, a stroke stroke a couple of years ago, so sometimes I don't think straight. I really don't. Sometimes I'm just okay. like... Oh. Okay. I didn't have a stroke a couple of years ago, but sometimes I don't think straight, too. So <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> but let right. me ask you, did they give you any other information? Did the management office say anything about you and your ability to lease and, you know, whether she's allowed to oh, rent yes. it out or anything about that? Yeah, she wanted to know why I wanted her last name. I said, well, I'm renting a room from her. She says, oh, well, there's no renters in here. You can't do that. So I explained to her, well, she already has a renter in there. And she said, no, that she okay. can't do that. Now, is it that she can't do that or she can't do that without their approval? She said, there's no, nobody in that trailer park can rent to somebody else, a room to somebody else in there. That was the rules. So, Ms. Ramirez, let me talk to you. Um, Ms. Pamela comes there, and she, according to her, she hands you the money, and then after that, you're showing her the place, and you explain to her the stove doesn't work? Is no, that correct? No, okay. Your Honor. She had answered an ad that I have on Marketplace on Facebook. When she came and seen the room, she liked it. I thought she was the perfect person for the room, being that we're both at the same age. I have a 13-year-old that I'm raising here. I want no drama. She was having problems. She Can you tell me, me when you day. told her about the stove? Tell me about the stove. It was it was on a text, and it was also verbal. Did you tell her about the broken stove before or after you took her rent? Oh, way before. Way before. Okay, so you have that on text. When she came to see it. Do you have any proof that you told her about the stove being broken by text? No, ma'am. Okay, all right. So now she gives you the money, and she changes her mind. And you say to her... Well, you're going to have to wait and see if I re-rent it or something like that. But you don't re-rent it, and you don't return the money. Um, what is your position on this, that she doesn't get to change her mind, and that was a contract between you two, and she breached the contract? Your Honor, when she seen the place on the 21st, I took it off the market because I thought she was going to be an excellent roommate, somebody my age, somebody without any drama. From the 21st to the 28th, she texted me, we talked, everything was perfect. When she came on the 28th, she came in a Uber. She came, she looked at the room. She looked at the room four times. When she came in the Uber, I told her, she, I told her, you okay? She said, fine. She signed the rent receipt. She gave me the money. We were supposed to meet so that I can help her get adjusted in the room. That was it. So then she calls you and she tells you that she's not going to rent. Four hours and later. And she changed her mind. And the reason she said she could not move in, Your Honor, she said to me, I cannot move in. My probation officer will not let me move in. You need to give me my money back. I don't okay. know why you're laughing. Because... And, did you say, okay. and did you say what probation officer? Did you say what are you That's on probation exactly for? What exa that is exactly what, what I told her. Answer? Because... And what did she answer? She said, I don't want to talk about it. I want my money back. 
Ms. Pamela, I have a question for you. Are you on probation? Yes, I am. And I don't think it's relevant okay, well, to she this wouldn't case. Have, right, but how would she but, know that if you hadn't, in fact, said that to her, that you weren't allowed to move there? Because you. of the probation. She wouldn't know you are on probation. Right. I told her that before I rented the room, before I paid her. Okay. She knew that. She goes, right. don't let the front people in the front know that you're on probation or you're renting here. Let me ask you a question, Ms. Ramirez. Apparently, there's some rules yes. and regulations in your park. And what are the that rules and regulations about renting? I own my home. So I yeah, am but allowed. what are the rules and regulations about whether you can rent? Anybody can rent here. What you have to do is you have to put the person under your lease with the office. Then at the office, they approve them or they don't. Or they don't approve you can them. Call now, Alabama. none of that had Correct. happened. Right. I know. And none of that had happened. Now, here's the thing. People don't get yes, to put their money down and then change their mind. It, you know, there, there's a consequence to entering into a verbal contract with someone. You hand the money, they take it off the market, and, you know, you, that's it. You struck a deal. So under normal circumstances, I would just look at her and say, too bad, so sad for you, Ms. Pamela, that you changed your mind. You know, you don't get to have your money back. She would certainly always get the deposit back. It's the rent she wouldn't get back. Because all you would have at that moment is a month-to-month -month tenancy and a person saying, I changed my mind. So under no circumstances would you ever be able to keep the two, the 200. But certainly it would sound like under these circumstances you would get to keep the 650. The problem that we have in this case is that you don't have a lease because nope. what you have the beginnings of one because in your place, you have to have her approved before you have a lease. So why wouldn't she be right that she's entitled to the 650 back also when that other critical part of making the lease happen had not happened? You know, you hadn't given her the information, she hadn't submitted it, and they hadn't approved her. None of that had happened yet. That's when Honor, that happens is when you have a completed lease. Your Honor, as, as you just said, that she said to me that she was on probation prior to that day. If that would have been true, then she would have known that she couldn't have moved in here because the rules are the rules. I follow the rules here. There's nothing here that I am doing illegal in my home. Okay, I live right, well, it sounds right like, around the corner right, from the Right, but I don't know that you're allowed to, yeah, I don't think you're allowed to rent to the person who's living with you unless, unless, you, unless they approve that person. Did they approve that person? If the person she didn't have any you, type of, if she has, if she's on probation or something like that, no, I don't no, know. No, 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 no. You're not listening yes, to my question. The person who lives with you, I don't know if they still live with you, but who was living with you, was that person paying rent? Yes, his mother. And was that person approved by the office? No, he is not approved. That's right. He's so you only, don't follow He's the rules. only 19 right, years old. Right, but you old. don't follow it Has to be 21. So that's not... Has to be 21 why, to be approved in the office. Then Neither is my grandson, right. Your so Honor. Right, so your way... Right, but th so what yes, you do is if the rules aren't going to work for you, then you just don't follow them. Because what you need to do in order to follow the rules is get the approval for the rental. So since there was no approval for the rental, there is no rental that I can enforce. I can't look at her and say you had a completed rental agreement because there was no approval by the office. So I am ordering you to return the $850 verdict for the plaintiff. Thank you. Thank you, Judge.
So the plaintiff is going to get her $850 back. Ms. Ramirez, what do you think about that? What do you think about the judge's decision? I, I, you know what? I just didn't want the headache. I'm fine with that. I was fine with that in the in the beginning. You know, it's just a bunch of nonsense on her part. Other than that, uh, the judge is fair. I mean, I watch her every day. It is what it okay, is. Okay, very good. Well, you, you've got Thank to give you. it back to her now. That's the judge's verdict. Okay, Ms. Pamela, how do you feel about this? I'm sure you're relieved, I guess is the proper way to put it, right? Yes, correct. I'm relieved, but, you know, I didn't want this to happen either. She's really a nice lady. I'm sorry all this had to happen to her. Okay. Thank you and congratulations. Okay, Terry wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, if pets are considered property, then why are the vet bills not capped at the value of the pet at the time of the loss or injury? That, my friend, is a great question. I suppose technically you could be right that it shouldn't be more. But the fact is a lot of judges are humane and they realize that especially with vet bills, you can't just look at the value of the animal to bring the animal back to health. To bring it back to health, it may cost more. Judges are willing to do that and I applaud it. That'll do it for this case. Litigants for the next case inside the courtroom. This is the plaintiff, Ralph. He says he hired the defendant to build him a custom gun cabinet, and the guy did a horrible and unprofessional job. Nothing works properly on the cabinet, and he's here suing the defendant for the $1,500 he paid. This is the defendant, Christopher Warham. He says the plaintiff has buyer's remorse because he thinks he spent too much on the custom gun cabinet he built for him. He's sorry, but he doesn't build cheap, junky stuff, and he's not giving the guy his money back because he built him a beautiful cabinet. He's accused of gunning for a lawsuit. All parties. Please hold your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket. Uh, the plaintiff says he hired the defendant to build him a custom gun cabinet, and the guy just botched that job royally. But the defendant says the plaintiff just has buyer's remorse because he feels he paid too much because he found a cheaper one online. It's the case of gunning for justice. Thank you, Douglas. Okay, Mr. Ralph, talk to me. How is it that you know Mr. Warren? Uh, Mr. Warren was a student... Uh, of uh, the college in which I work. Uh, he graduated in 2017. Uh, I knew him to be an excellent student. Uh, he came to see me. Uh, we got talking about different things. He told me he happened to interject something. What's, he your was job at the, what's your job at the college? I'm director of career services. I handle lots of day-to-day -day business oh. purchasing. Well, do you, do know, you also interface with the students to help them to get jobs? Isn't that part of, of career services? That's, that's, what that's I, actually that's, the role of career services. Okay, that is okay. exactly so the go role. On. Um, we got talking about different things, and he uh, mentioned that he was making a, a, a piece of furniture, a chair, I believe. And I said, gee, I said, uh, you know, I was looking to have somebody make a cabinet for me um, uh, to hold the guns in which I have. I'm a hunter, or I was. I don't hunt too much anymore. But uh, he said he could do that. Uh, I gave him a picture of what I was looking to have built. He said, oh, yeah, I could do this. And uh, being an accomplished draftsman, he put together some drawings. We agreed upon the $1,500. When is it you hire him to actually build it for you? What month? 
I think it was in um, March when I gave him a check for $750. And then the remaining $750 was going to be paid upon completion, correct? Correct. All right. So then um, months pass, and it's taken longer than you anticipate, and you're starting to get a little irritated. And so you say to him, listen, when are you going to finish this? And he does send you pictures as things are progressing, and you're generally yeah. happy with what you're seeing, correct? Yes. All right. And then when it's time to pick it up, you were supposed to deliver it, right, Mr. Warm? You were supposed to deliver it? Yes, I was. And then that um, didn't happen. Yeah. The, uh, the one day I was supposed to deliver it, um, I had a couple of mishaps as far as, um, you know, it was a very big piece. So getting it out of the house and um, getting it into um, a truck, um, it didn't work out as the way that I wanted it. And um, there were a couple of rainstorms that day and I had to cover it up. And it was, it was, um, it didn't work out me trying to deliver it to him. So he ended up coming um, to, to where pick I it up. Now, when you come to pick it up, Mr. Ralph, and when you come to pick it up, you give him the 750, but according to you, the whole thing is wrapped up and you don't inspect it. Is that right? That is correct. It was in uh, uh, clear wrap and uh, foam wrap. But I presume that, that wasn't a surprising factor to you because you're going to be moving it, so you were probably grateful that it was wrapped. But weren't you getting, did you not get a picture of the final product? I, I got pictures all along. I got uh, a picture about, I don't know, a couple of weeks before, maybe two. Uh, it was outside, and I guess it was, he had left it outside, by the way, and I think that's what probably caused some of the issues with the warping of the doors. Okay, did you leave it outdoors, Mr. Warham? I had it outdoors because, the, I, as I said, I, I was trying to deliver it the week before. And, um, How long did trouble. you leave it outdoors? Uh, I would say five days. Why would you leave it outdoors? You mentioned rainstorms. Well, I had a canopy covering it. When I first right? See, he's complaining to... because the item is warped. He's complaining because the doors are warped. And I thought he was just whining until I hear that you left it outdoors for five days and you just finished telling me, oh, I couldn't load it on the truck, it was raining and all this other stuff. No, Why it, wouldn't you take it, it in? It was very humid at that time, and I don't, where I was living, Yeah, humidity is uh, really bad for indoor furniture. Like, that's why I don't take my indoor furniture outside and leave it outside for five days, because humidity is exactly what we don't want. That's what causes warping, right? All right, show me what the problems are, uh, Mr. Ralph, on this item. Well, the, the, the two front doors, they don't line up because the right door is warped, and then the, the crux of the matter... Here, let's do this <coughs> differently. Let's do this differently. Is... Hold on. I'm going to play the video a moment that you submitted into evidence. Uh, pretty much, you can see the color difference between the crown molding and the cabinet body itself. Uh, as I move closer, you'll be able to see that the door, as I move down, is sort of... Uh, crooked and, and warped because it doesn't, uh, you can see the, there's this big gap going all the way up and it's not flush. The gap between the door, you can actually see right through it, and the body of the cabinet, which is right here, is quite uh, more than it should be on the crown molding, which you can see uh, it was put together. And it's a, you know, maybe uh, 12 to 14 inch piece of wood, why wouldn't you put a whole new piece in? Why would you have a joint? And this is a small piece of furniture. Why would there be a joint there instead of just having one piece? Because I had some trouble getting the angles 
for the miters uh, correct, and um, I ran out of what, materials. You, there shouldn't be an Wait a second. Wait a second. Yeah, you ran out of materials. It was about not going back to the hardware store, you know, and not doing it right. You ran out of material, so you just chopped it. You know, dude, what do you think this guy was going to do? He wasn't going to accept it like this. And then the uh, dowel pieces that uh, were, I guess, plugs that were put in to hold the, uh, uh, the barreled rests are not even close to the same color. The drawers on the bottom are even uh, not even as well. As you can see right here, this is the uh, bottom of the drawer that's sticking out. You can't push it any further in. This item here is a, uh, you can see it in retrospect to my hand. This was to hold the cabinet door locked on the inside so it couldn't be open. Uh, mainly held together just like this. You know, it, it, it wouldn't allow the door to open. Why would you do that? It's just not built the way it should have been built. I don't think the uh, skill sets of the individual were up to building something of this uh, magnitude. Can I ask you a question? Um, there's a series of texts that you send to him saying you need to fix yes. this, and you were supposed to come by and fix it, right? Did you go by and fix it, Mr. Worm? No, I did not. I had agreed to fix any of the problems that were, he was having with it, and um, at that point, he had brought in other parties, and... Um, Basically, he, want, he was telling me he wanted me to buy it back from him, which I felt was kind of unfair. And um, at that point, I just, I, I really, I didn't want to deal with him anymore because of that. He gave you one month before he lost it and started consulting other parties. You never show up in those four weeks to fix anything, do you? No, I didn't. No, I, I was working on something. You know, I am house. very firmly. Uh, let me just tell you something. Normally, I am firmly of the opinion with woodworking cases that, you know what? Pretty much almost anything can be fixed. And that the plaintiff was kind of greedy, asking for all his money back, when pretty much anything can be fixed. But humidity and warping can't be fixed. And the number of things that need fixing would, in fact, make this unfeasible to fix. And yet he was giving you an opportunity to fix it, which you also squandered and didn't take care of. And now what? Now he spent $1,500 on a piece. If you think it's all fixable, bully for you. Go fix it and resell it. Because I am ordering you to pay back the $1,500 to Mr. Ralph. And you have... How long do you think you need to go pick up the item because the item is yours? How long do you need? Uh, a day or two. Okay, I'm going to give you a week. So there's no question. Okay. One week to pick up the item. It's on you to pick up the item and make the arrangements. After a week, you can put the item out in the street to be picked up by the garbage men or, or do whatever you want with it. That is my verdict. Good luck, folks. Thank you. Well, the plaintiff is going to get all of his money back, the $1,500, and the defendant, Mr. Warren, you may have blown it in a couple of ways. Let me ask you, number one, your work really did not look very good in, in this case from what we saw. What do you think about that? How do you respond? Well, uh, the humidity definitely played a part, and um, I'm just sad things didn't work out. Nobody's going to hire you to make another gun cabinet for him, that's for sure. You know that. Yeah, well, that was one of the largest pieces I've ever made, and um, it's really just a hobby for me. I'm not a professional um, cabinet maker, so um, yes, it is a little embarrassing, but I think I'll live. 
All right. Well, that's it. You got to give the money back. So I'm sure you're not surprised at all. Let's talk to uh, the plaintiff now, Mr. Ralph. I gather you won't be hiring him to make another cabinet of sorts. Any no, I don't right? think so. And I think he'll take the judge's advice and and uh, uh, seek out a professional uh, cabinet maker to build my cabinet. Well, very good. That's a very good decision on your part, to say the least. Congratulations, Mr. Ralph. All right, that'll wrap it up for this case. Let's see what the judges have to say about it now. Time for another session of After the Verdict. What kind of reputable carpenter or craftsman mm -hmm. builds an heirloom piece of furniture like that and leaves it outside in high humidity five, and, five and rain and who knows what else? Five days. And, and he talked about how it was raining when he was putting it in the truck. So, I mean... And the wood is warped. Shocking. Yeah. Right? Shocking, right? Right. And on, on his account, you don't go and pick up something like that that's custom made with some cellophane wrapped around it and not peek underneath it yeah. and take a look. I mean, come I, on, I, that's I, an invitation it, it takes to two, And it takes two seconds. It wasn't even that well right. wrapped. I mean, right. it takes two seconds to right. unwrap it and take right. a look I mean, and tape it back up again. Right. See, that's the difference, though, between you and me. It's yeah. like the old drive through thing. When we pull up to the drive through I just grab the bag. And I'm like, ah, I'm sure everything's in That's it. right. If you're in the driver's seat, you get the bag. You start taking apart the burgers to make sure they're properly <laughs> constructed. There's extra this, extra. It's like we're there for 10 I minutes. just want to make sure that we got what we ordered. You're right. like driving off. I'm like, break. And it's then good. I'm just you know going through the inventory uh -huh, of the uh -huh. order. There's got to be a happy medium between your psychosis about <laughs> everything perfect and me just walking away and going, oh, I'm sure it's fine. Right. right. OK, Carolyn wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, can my dentist impose an arbitrary COVID fee for services because of the pandemic? The answer is yes if he tells you in advance. But if he surprises you at the end of the bill and charges that on top of everything, you may have a case. We'll see you next time.